Welcome everybody to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Nothing Woods Football on 969 The Legend. And this is a really good show for you guys today. Not one, but two coaches are coming on to preview some more teams. We're going to be talking the Carroll High Eagles with Coach Patrick Plott. He's coming into year two with that program. And then after that, I'll be joined by regular here on the Wiregrass High School Football Report, Coach Richard Tisdale out of Slocum, coming off the 10-2 season. A lot of excitement there in Slocum for the team you know, to continue that success. We'll talk to Coach Tisdale about the upcoming season for the Red Tops. And it is game week. we got games this Friday. So, at the end of the show, I will give you the layout, the schedule for all the games that are being played in the Wiregrass. And the teams are not playing. There's some teams not playing. Not everybody is kicking it off this Friday. So, you'll... You'll have that at the end, end of the podcast. And before I start playing my conversation with both coaches, I want to let you guys know about three minutes into my conversation with Coach Plot, my internet went out. So we had to resort to the backup. And that was my phone and my audio quality dips in that part. And my full conversation with Coach Tisdale is on my phone. So my audio quality is not the same because I'm not behind the microphone I'm talking to you now, which is my Blue Yeti microphone. My phone microphone is not as good. So it, it sounds like I'm on the phone. So that's why the audio quality dips. I just want to put that disclaimer out for you guys before we get going with those conversations. And before we do that, too, as well, as always, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at P. Jordan SCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. Please follow, rate, and review. And if you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. And you also listen to the show over at 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067kmx.com as well. And those stations all have apps too. So go to your Google device, your store there. I have an iPhone, so I don't know what you're really supposed to call it. And then also, you, you know, iTunes. Go over there, Apple Store, whatever, and download the apps there. You'll see the podcast on all three of those as well. Anyway, that's enough of me rambling on to open up the show. Let's first talk Carroll High Eagles. With Coach Patrick Plot. Alrighty, first up this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Carroll High head coach Patrick Plot. And uh, Coach Plot, I do appreciate you taking the time out and uh, coming on the show this week. Man, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, you know, just uh, this week, I know you guys uh, get started this week on the 20th plan that you follow. Just uh, how exciting is it just around the program right now, knowing uh, we're hitting uh, the first week, uh, first game week? I mean, it's very exciting, man. We've been working all summer long, and we finally get a chance to play this week. So we're very excited and ready to get going. Yeah, just uh, what what have you seen uh, from your team? You know, going through you know fall practice and you know through the spring and the summer. You know, coming off last year, three and seven, three and three in region, made the playoffs. But just you know, what have you seen uh, that's really impressed you, you know you out of your team going into this season? I mean, more, more so just the way the guys have matured and, and come together, you know, to support one another and have each other's back, uh, which is something we really stress. We really stress to our guys, man, take care of each other, man, love on each other, and my guys have done that. Yeah, and it's got to be uh, uh, better to this year being able to have a, a more normal offseason as well. Yes, yes, that's a lot better to have, you know, a normal offseason, so we got a chance to get some work in, so you know, strength and conditioning, all that stuff, in, and and that's been good for us. Oh, you know, just looking at your team, you know, I want to start with the offense first, just, you know, for the people listening out there, what what would you say uh, the identity or the philosophy is that you have on the offense side of the ball? 
Uh, our biggest thing is we want to be balanced, you know, run and pass. And, you know, it all starts up front with our guys up front, you know, and anchoring that front offensive line is guy Riley Jordan who who's played centers for us and does a really good job. And then we have a guy quarterback that started for us as a freshman last year and has matured so much and gotten so much better since last year who's a really good player for us and he's a dual threat quarterback. Uh we have some guys out at receiving Dakota Dakota McLeod and um the Cambridge Jordan that we expect a lot out of us well. You know, I'm always intrigued by the offensive line because, you know, just for me, it's just, you know, really just, just a football fan my whole life. I, I look at it sometimes as, as, you know, it's the unit within itself because more than one any unit, it may just from a fan's point, point, I love to get the coach's standpoint on this, is, is a group that has to work together. And when they're working together, they're cohesive. They've got that going together. This the, the great things the offensive line can do when they're all just working together and how much it just sets up the entire offense. Yes, and that that takes a special group of guys to be able to do that because a lot of times those guys don't get any recognition, you know, but everything you do offensively start with those guys. And and our offensive line coach, Coach Joseph Sewell, does a really good job with those guys. You know, you talked about uh, quarterback Keyshawn Cole and he started last year as a freshman. Uh, Where have you seen, you know, from really the start of last season when he you know you know took over quarterback to now where where do you see his improvement and development going into his sophomore season? Well, well, his arm has gotten stronger for one, but just just knowing where defenses are and reading defenses, knowing where guys are lined up, you know what coverage you expect if you got two high safeties, what coverages you expect if you got one high safety, and just leadership. Leadership, you know, he's naturally a quiet guy, but when he speaks, the other guys listen and feed off of it. You know, you talk about, you know, going, you know, players on the outside. I mean, you talk more about, you know, your receivers and, you know, kind of how they help him on that side of the ball. Yes, uh, Dakota McLeod is a guy that we feel like, you know, can go downfield and make some plays downfield for us. You know, he has really good ball skills. You know, he's a basketball guy as well, and we got him out there playing football, really good ball skills. If it's close to him, we feel like he'll go up and make the play. And then on the other side, we got the Cambridge Jordan 6'4 receiver. That's gotten better, man. He's come so far in, in a year's time, and we expect a lot out of him as well. I know at running back, in a, come off of last year, you lose, lose Brandon Robinson, but you have running back with Keith Person. I know I've read some comments from um, you and uh, in media here in the Wiregrass talking about uh, running back by committee. Uh, how are you seeing those guys progressing as you know you head into the season? Uh, Lakeith has come, you know, progressed very well, and we expect big things from Lakeith. Lakeith is a guy. He's not going to be as big as Brandon, but he has great vision, and he also can make a guy miss. And then also we're going to play Jaquan Cooper, who starts on defense. He'll come over and play some running back too. And I think Cooper will bring the physicality part of it to our offense. You know, on, on the defensive side of the ball, see, you got, you got a lot of guys coming back on defense and just having that, how big is it having that, that experience and having, you know, leaders on that side of the ball as well? I mean, that's big, you know. I, I believe in winning games defensively, so that is big for us. We got some Carmelo Overton and Jaquan Cooper at linebacker, and then you got Jordan Killings and Austin Mitchell back in the secondary you know we expect a lot out of those guys because they they've been there and they've done this before they know the system they're comfortable with the system so we expect a lot out of those guys 
you know, just on the defense side of the ball, when you've got guys that, you know, been through games, been through seasons, and then, of course, when you get in region play, you know, you're used to seeing, you know, the other opponents, you know, you're kind of familiar with what they want to do. When you've got guys with that experience, I mean, how big can that be where they kind of have an idea, you know, in their head? Obviously, you, the coaches, do as well, you know, what the, what the other team's trying to do, just that experience at the end. That's big because now guys can see, you know, they're lined up in this formation. Coach, we're probably expecting to get this. They get this. They line up in this formation. We're probably going to get this. So those guys now understand that, and, you know, they see that, and now they can talk to each other and communicate that out on the field. Oh, what else, you know, about your defense? I mean, up front, defensive line, you know, I mean, what, what when you want to describe your defense, what, what would you say? I, I think we're going to be fast this year, you know, play fast. I think you guys will play a lot faster than they played last year, you know, because they are used to the system. They know what we expect out of them. So I just expect us to play fast and be physical. Oh, you know, when you look at, you know, I know you're, you're worried about you follow first, but, you know, you look at the season as a whole, you got only three home games this year, seven games on the road. Oh, what kind of challenge does that, does that present for the season? I, th- I think it pre- pre- presents a, a tough challenge for us, but at the same time, that's kind of out of our control, and we're just going to take it one game at a time and go from there. Oh, and then you just look at the region overall. I mean, it's got to be kind of, fun or as a team just knowing hey this is a tough region so week in week out you know you, uh, you got a good team coming in and that, that's what we've been telling our kids you know we're in a tough region guys we got to bring it every week and you know we wouldn't want it any other way you know that that's what we want you know so we're gonna have to bring it every week and we're, we're looking forward to the challenges uh, I know, uh, like I said, this Friday you got to open up with Ufala. Just, you know, we're, we're talking on Sunday. But just, you know, what you've seen from them, I mean, what's what's kind of some things that stick out to you when you look at this matchup with Ufala? Uh, they're a very good football team. Coach Rigby and his staff does a really good job over there. You know, offensively, they got some guys that can really play. They're big on the offensive line. they got a new quarterback, but I, I think just watching – some film from from this spring, I think he do a really good job. They got a really good running back, and defensively, those guys fly around over there. They play physical. And then you know, kind of to close things up, I kind of I like to ask this question to, especially uh, first time guests here on the show. Kind of more of a lighter lighter question to kind of close up the the interview. Just you know, when you look at the term Friday Night Football, just what comes to mind for you? Excitement, excitement. Yeah, that's that's the common that's the common word I hear when I ask that question. And <laughs> yeah. uh, just yeah. for me as a fan, I'm excited. I'm ready for uh, for this Friday to get here. I've been looking at it ever since when August hit. I'm like, okay, we are close. We're close. Yeah. It's football season, yeah. and uh, it's the uh, best time of year in my opinion. Uh, it's not fall season; it's football season. That's the way, yes, that's the, way the calendar. That's where the calendar yes, read. And, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, Coach, uh, I do appreciate you taking a few minutes to come on the show this week and talk about your team and talk about the upcoming matchup. I do, like I said, I do appreciate the time and uh, I wish you all the luck this season. I hope me and you can uh, maybe we can catch up during the season and see how, how everything's going. Yes, sir. Sound good. All right, we're going to take a break from the conversation for this week to let you guys know about Dothan Wills Football 96.9. The legend is coming back starting on August 20th when the Dutton Wolves head to Montgomery at the Cranton Ball to take on Bob Jones. Each and every Friday night during the season, pregame will start at 6.45. Kickoff is at 7. So join Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself every Friday for Dutton Wolves football on 96.9, The Legend.
Alright, joining me up next on the Wiregrass High School Football Report as we are getting ready for the high school football season here in the Wiregrass is Slocum head coach Richard Tisdale and uh, Coach Tisdale. Uh, I know it's football season when, I, when I'm talking to you and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, so thank you, man, for just covering these kids around here and uh, promoting high school sports. Uh, to me, there's nothing better. So we really thank you guys for what you do to, to help promote it and get these kids out there. Oh, it's a joy to do. I was, I'll tell you off air, I was excited to get the podcast going again on the, when August was rolling around. We're getting ready for the season. I said, all right, it's time to get weekly again. And I was very excited uh, to get the thing going again. And uh, like I said, I appreciate and excited to talk to you about right the upcoming season for the Red Tops. And I, mean, I just know, what's the excitement? It just, I guess the community, you know, what you've heard just from the supporters of Slocum Football, Slocum Athletics, just coming into this season over the very successful season you guys had last year. Yeah, that's what's cool about being in these small towns is, you know, when you're a one-school town, the whole town gets behind you. Um, and so it's fun to hear people talk in anticipation of it and also the fact that we just have some good kids, you know. Um, we've got kids you want to cheer for, the kids you see in the community at church around town. They're the kind of kids you want to pull for anyway. So it's fun to have the whole town behind these guys and, and can't wait to get them out there in our stadium Friday night. So um, I always feel like even we're on the road, we've got a good crowd. You know, we don't really get a um, – on, on the road, usually sometimes our crowd will be as big as the other team. And uh, the, the fans travel well, they support the kids, and just really blessed to have those guys behind us. You know, coming into the season, too, you know, for your team, just the mindset going into the season because, you know, coming off last year were the region champions, you know, maybe a bullseye or, you know, target, you know, the other teams in the region maybe coming after you guys. Just, you know, what's the mindset of this team going into this season coming off that region championship? Yeah, we've talked about that a lot this offseason. Last year, you know, we had high expectations, but other people probably looking past us or, uh, you know, Knew we had some good players, but but didn't know what we were capable of. And we kind of snuck up on some folks, and then we kind of got hot and, and just started believing we could win. I think that was the hardest part last year is, is raising the expectations of our kids. And now that those are raised, the, the thing that's done is, is everybody's ready for you. So there's no sneaking up. There's no getting somebody sleeping. Everybody's ready to, to take you out, which is really where you want to be. Um, that means you're winning and having some success. So we talked about it's way easier to get there than to stay there. And so we got to continue to do those little things that got us there. Um, be disciplined every single day, trying to trying to get better every day out there, and, and knowing that we're getting everybody's best shot. And so we better be ready every Friday night this year. You know, and I, I was reading um, you guys' preview uh, and read some comments you made, uh, or was in the Dothan Eagle, and you had the comment, and it was very intriguing to me. I really would like to get you to uh, maybe expand on it a little bit. Winning team versus winning program. Uh, what do you mean when you say that? Well, when I first came in here, you know, Slugman had some success, and they graduated a really good senior class, you know, Jarvis Hayes and some of those guys. I think like five or six of those guys went to go play college football somewhere. Um, And we came in, and we talked about that we're not going to take any shortcuts um, to winning just to have one winning season, that we're going to do what it takes to to continue success. So, um, you know, you look back and probably do things differently like we all would if we look back. We're just trying to make sure we held the standard. Uh, of what we want to do to be successful, we didn't compromise that along the way, and, and that we have a way that the kids are going to act and behave and have character on and off the field. And sometimes it means you can't have everyone on the team you would want on the team, but but that's some some sacrifices we made to get where we want to be. So our goal was not to just go up and down with the talent level, but to establish a program and continue winning. And and so we're on that trend. We just got to stay on that trend now. You know, we're looking at the team, we'll start with offense uh, in your backfield with uh, with Jalen Noble Sr. and Rashawn Miller Jr., one of the, if not the best, running back duos in the Wiregrass. I mean, I don't know how many in the state has a running back duo you, what you guys have, 
Does how what is like on a factor with those two that maybe the stats can't show what they bring to the football team? Yeah, I think one thing is is what you just said. Having both of them back there is if you get too focused on one, the other guy can kind of get loose. But I think that watching them grow last year and let them realize that if I don't get the ball, how important it is to carry my fake out. Um, little things like that. They were never selfish about it, but it's just understanding that even when the ball is not in my hand, I'm I'm still just as important as when I am carrying it. Um, if we put Jalen out at receiver, they're not going to single cover him, and so there's two people on him. So he has to run his routes hard. He has to do the things out there to open up the things for Rashawn in the backfield. And then same thing for Rashawn. If he's not getting the ball, carrying that fake out or blocking for Jalen, doing those types of things, and seeing them grow in that last year was really fun to watch. Um, at the beginning of the year, we were not consistent with it. And by the end of the year, these guys are really selling out for each other and just realizing that they're important even when the ball's not in their hand. Um, and just how much that opens up for some of the other guys, too. So we're, we're very fortunate to have their athletic ability, but also their character back there playing for each other. Yeah, and it was, you know, I would watch highlights of you guys on your on your games last year. And just the, I was very impressed and intrigued how the different ways with, with Jalen Nobles, you would, you know, put them in different spots. Like I said, at receiver, I think you'd snap to quarterback, obviously running back. And that just has to give defense with problems when, you, when you're dealing with a talent like that. You just don't know where he's going to line up. Yeah, we try to be as multiple as we can. I, you know, I'm not the smartest guy ever and not, not inventing anything you hadn't seen before. But I do know if you put him in one spot all the time, you kind of tee off on him. And in high school football, we're looking for matchups. So we will, we'll put him by himself um, on one side of the field or put him as an inside receiver in two-by-two two or in trips, put him in different places. And we did snap it to him in quarterback versus spread, snap it to him in quarterback versus um, in our goal line stuff. I'm trying to put him all over for that. And that, that's a really credit to Jalen, that Jalen – can play receiver, can play running back, can play quarterback. He can handle all those things mentally and physically and, and turn around and play defense as well. So I think it's a huge advantage for us to do that, and we're going to do that with Rashawn some more this year. You know, Rashawn was just a 10th grader last year, and so him being a junior, we're going to be able to move him a little bit more all over the field this year. So hopefully we've kind of got him all, all over and trying just to exploit whatever we can find a weakness on the defense. So, you know, talk about your quarterback, Colin Thomas, you know, coming to his senior year. How, how has he developed, you know, in his game over, you know, the past year and through the offseason going into this season? I'm really proud of Colin. I'm um, kind of coming into his own. He was our JV quarterback coming up. And I still remember a play in ninth grade. Um, we're down on the goal line, and we let our quarterback pull the ball a lot of times at um, kind of like a, a, a midline um, scheme out of the gun. And Colin pulls the ball and literally walks in the end zone. He's by himself. And as a ninth grader, I was like, okay, we got something right here. And then 10th grade year, he's receiver for us because we had uh, Braden Wicker was quarterback. And then last year coming in the quarterback, just managing. We ask our quarterbacks to do a lot in, in the run game. And every play we have, they're making read and pull the ball. And so him finding his way through that as the year went, um, and then his confidence growing in that. And I said the other day, we we played op, and we had two first downs that if Colin doesn't get those first downs running the ball, we don't win that game. And and sometimes he gets overshadowed by the other guy's stats, but a lot of times he makes that play when everybody is focused on the other two. And then this offseason, he's worked so hard on throwing the ball. It, it's been great to see. I mean, as soon as baseball was over, we were throwing the ball a couple of days a week after school all summer long and really impressed how well he throws the ball. And You know, last year we played Trinity in the second round, kind of ran into a buzzsaw, and uh, they really just shut down our run game. And so me and Colin talked and said, look, we've got to get better throwing the ball if we're going to try to do anything next year. And and so he, he's really worked hard at it. So I've been really impressed with how hard he's worked on throwing. And still he weighs 200 pounds. So he still put it, you know, tuck it and run it when he needs to. So I'm excited to have him back one more year. You know, just on what's, you know, how's it looking, you know, with the skill position at receivers, tight ends, you know, surrounding those guys, you know, especially with the quarterback, you know, help him out. 
Yeah, we get Josh King back at tight end. He's another guy that didn't get talked about enough. Um, he makes some big catches for us last year. Um, Josh, we found him, same kind of deal, in ninth grade. He's on scout team going against our varsity. And just notice as the season goes through, he wasn't the strongest or fastest, but he caught every single ball. And then as he came into his own, last year's his junior year, he plays tight end. We put him with his hand on the ground and flex him out, but he'll catch anything. He'll catch across the middle. He can catch deep balls. And he's extremely unselfish block. And so Josh King's our tight end, and we're really excited about him. That's going to be a big hole once we lose him that people may not realize, but it's going to be hard for us to fill when he's gone. We have a younger kid playing receiver, Maddox King, for us. Um, he's what you would call a, a baseball kid as far as you look at his body type. But he's, a, he's a football player. Um, don't underestimate him. He's a smaller kid. Same deal, runs perfect routes, catches the ball. Um, even though he's a smaller guy, doesn't mind going across the middle to catch it. He'll catch a deep ball. He had a really good summer in 707 this year. And so really proud of him at receiver. And, and so hoping those guys can, you know, it's going to be a, i just real honest with them. I said, it's going to be really easy for you guys to get open because we have Jalen and Rashawn, and, and they're going to get a lot of attention. So when your number's called, be ready to make a play. And this summer they were able to do that, so we hope that continues into the season. You know, and before I transition, I ask you about your defense. So it's offensive line, that only one returning starter. So just how is that unit looking as you've been going through practice? Yeah, that one returning starter, he's a good one to come back. Travis Kelly's his name. He is He's a stud. He. He's that kid you want your son to be like. Um, smart kid, good personality, but the toughest nail, strong in the weight room, really gets after it. So he's our anchor on the offensive line. Knows everybody's blocking. Uh, the blocking team for every position there, every play we have. So he's good. Um, we have, I'll talk a lot about these guys on defense, but uh, Issa E and Asael Morin, they're twins. Um, they've really been backups on the offensive line because we kept them exclusively on defense, but they're going to be on the offensive line as well. Clay Smith was a newcomer last year to us. He's going to be a senior. Last year was his first year playing football. Um, he's going to play offensive line for us. And then Colton Bailey is a, another one that was kind of our sixth man last year on offensive line. He's going to step in and play center for us this year. So we got a little bit of depth there, more than you would think. It's just not a lot of experience. So we're going to see those guys grow as the season goes. And we're going to have some rough spots early um, as they get some game experience. But it's fun. It's going to be fun to see how much they progress as the year goes. Yeah, and on the defensive side of the ball, you have you have six returning starters coming from last year's defense, and just when you look at this defense, what do you like? Uh, Braylon Miller, um, <laughs> he, he makes us good. You can put Braylon Miller on any team in the state, and they're going to get better. Um, he plays our wheel linebacker. Um, he he can run anything down. He can blitz. He can stop things in a gap. He can drop in pass coverage. Um, he he's great. He's tough as nails. Um, a really you know, could really play offense for us, but I'll be honest with you, he's so valuable on defense, we don't put him over there very much because if he goes down our defense, that nearly is good. Um, so he will, you will see him some on offense in certain packages, but he won't live there because of, of how valuable he is at inside linebacker. Asa Elmore's our other inside linebacker. And, and, you know, in high school football, if you've got good inside linebackers, you can have a good defense, and we got two really good ones. So Asa Elmore, he can get us lined up to anything. He's a good run stopper for us. Um, he's like having the defense coordinator on the field. He knows every single call our DC is going to make. Coach Harrington does, does a great job with our defense. And so he kind of runs the show there. Um, so those two guys kind of set the tone. And then, you know, we have Brody Campbell at corner. Uh, Brody led three eight interceptions last year, and he missed two games. Um, and so having kind of a lockdown corner over there makes you – you're able to do a lot more things on defense when you have that. So we're excited. Those three guys, we kind of build our defense around them. Yeah, and I'm always intrigued with that with football. And at any level, high school, college, or pro, when you have a, a defensive back corner like that, that you, you don't really – I wouldn't say you don't need to give them help, but they can a lot of times handle that side by themselves. 
how much does it open up for you to do so many different things on defense when you have a defensive back like that? It's huge. It really is because what you know, if you've got a guy that you can't trust to cover one on one, you've got to find him some help, and whether it's the outside linebacker, the safeties, or whatever you're doing. And with Brody, I mean, honestly, we're going to put him over there on an island, and he's going to be fine. Um, and, and we're going to let him go. And so that frees us up really to send more pressure at the quarterback, which makes his job harder. Um, to use our safeties on the other side of the field to, to go help if, if we got trips against us or to get him down to the box and help the run game or running quarterback. So having that corner over there that can cover by himself is just is huge, especially in high school football, but I don't think any level. But, you know, we're going, we've got Brody, he's just a junior, so we got two more years of him doing that, so we're really excited about that. I know when, uh, you guys don't play till the 27th. You open up with Geneva. I uh, just know, you know, from what you know of them, uh, what what are your opinions and, and thoughts on that matchup on the 27th? They're just so well coached. Um, ever since I've been here, the Geneva teams are they just play so hard. They don't beat themselves. Um, that they're just not going to make mistakes. You know, last year I still have nightmares about that game. We're up 21. Um, we score a touchdown, and I can't remember the exact series. I try to block it out of my memory, but. Uh, we, we kick it a little bit too deep on a kickoff. They return it for a touchdown. We fumble. They score. And uh, then all of a sudden they score again, and we end up losing that game. So um, that it goes to show those types of kids they have over there. They're down 21 in the third quarter and don't quit. They just keep plugging away. And so they're going to be really good. They're always solid. They're, they're going to be bigger than us. I think we're going to be the smallest team every week we play, to be honest with you. But they're going to be way bigger than us up front. They got some speed guys. Um, I saw their quarterback son this summer, seven on seven. He throws the ball well, so it's going to be a tough matchup to open up the season. You know, in, uh, you know all the stuff I've asked you, but is there anything I haven't me- mentioned that you would like to talk about about your team or the community of Slocum? I really like to talk about our, you know, our coaching staff. I, I think we're really blessed to have the staff we have, and you know, you hear about the staff in college because they make so much money and all this kind of stuff. But the high school staff, your assistant coaches make you go. And, and I mentioned Coach Harrington earlier. Um, he's our D coordinator and does a great job. He's going to be a future head coach one day. Um, we have on the defense side of the ball, too, Coach Wojtek, our special teams coordinator. He's a genius. He should be working for NASA or something, but, but we, <laughs> luckily we have him, and, and I love having him over there. Um, also on defense, we have Coach Jeremy Whitaker. You know, he's won a, a baseball state championship as a coach before. He, he's, I tell everybody, he's probably our best coach on staff. He can just see problems and fix them. Coach Whitfield's our baseball coach. He coaches defense as well. And then on offense, we have Coach Jake Allen. Um, you know, he played in the NFL for the Packers and the Browns as receiver. Um, so it, it's tough. It's tough on my ego. I'm the second-best athlete on staff once we got him, so it kind of hurts a little bit that he barely edged me out. He's a little bit better athlete than I am. But um, we have him coaching offense. And then uh, Tucker Meadows is our O-line coach, who's somebody I coached back in Rehoboth back uh, many days ago. So just a really good coaching staff. These guys, these guys love the kids. Um, they coach them hard, but they hold them accountable. And really fortunate to have those guys investing in our kids. And so just excited for the season and ready for high school football to get going. Yeah, I'm with you. I said at the top of our conversation here. And something I'm asking everybody, I, I may have asked you this question before, but I'm asking every guest this question this year. Uh, when you hear the term Friday Night Football, what comes to mind? Uh, I just get fired up. I'm excited. Um you know, that first Friday night we don't have football is one of the most depressing things there is. So there's nothing better uh, than Friday night football to see, that, like you said earlier, that whole town come out and it's the band, the cheerleaders, the, the town's there and that atmosphere. You can't beat it. You can't you just can't replicate it. College, NFL, it's not the same as a high school football game, and I love it. Yeah, I say all the time, I mean, and look, I'm part of the Dustin crew, and it's a big, the big city at Dustin Enterprise. They do good there, but the smaller communities like Slocum and many, many others in this area, 
the way they get behind their teams is very impressive. And uh, and I know Slocum, you guys have a great home a home advantage when you're at home. So it's just I, I really love how the small town feel of, of some of these programs here in the Wiregrass, and you guys are one of them. It, it is, and it's just a credit to the community around and just hardworking folks to get behind these kids. And, you know, here's a, the deal about these small towns, Philip, is most of these guys played on that same field years ago, you know, so they, they've been there and done that. Um, small towns don't have a ton of move-ins. It's, it's the people that's born and raised here, and they've done it and know what it takes. So it's it's fun to see them get behind these kids. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun season. And uh, like I said at the top, I appreciate you taking time coming on here. I'm sure we'll talk a couple times during the season, and uh, – Coach Tisdale, do appreciate the time, and I wish you and the Red Tops all the luck this season. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate what you guys do for high school football. All right. Once again, thanks to Coach Plot and Coach Tisdale for coming on the show, talking about Carroll High and Slocum. Really intrigued, really interested to see how those two teams do this season. Uh, I believe there should be a lot of excitement around those programs, so it's going to be a lot of fun keeping up with them throughout the season. And again, I want to apologize for the audio quality on my end during those conversations. I know I said at the top, so you can hear internet issues. I had to go to plan B and go to the phone and record the conversations there. Of course, I'm not behind my Blue Yeti microphone. That makes me sound really, really good versus the phone microphone, which is a downgrade. So apologize for that, but really great conversations with both coaches. So really hope you enjoyed that as you listened. Uh, as we get out of here, just kind of go over who's playing, who's not playing, who's playing who uh, this Friday as we get kicked off with the first batch of games. Really excited about this. Really glad we're back in the routine uh, football season. Really excited. Uh, Abbeville will be off. Springwood will be at Abbeville Christian. Andalusia is at Faith Academy. Ayrton is at Dale County. Ashford is off. Brantley is off. Carroll will be at Eufaula. Charles Henderson is off. Cottonwood will be at New Brockton. Elba will be at Delville. Dothan will be playing at the Crantendon Bowl against Bob Jones. That's up in Montgomery, uh, which you can listen to on 96.9 The Legend. Pre-game starts at 645. Kickoff is at 7. Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert and myself will be bringing you all the action. Got to get that little little plug in there. Bay Panama City will be playing Enterprise. Floral is off. GW Long is off. Ott will be playing Geneva. Geneva County is off. Goshen will be at Holtville. Headland will be at Wicksburg. Maplesville will be at Highland Home. Houston Academy will be at Kinston. Houston County will be at Northside Methodist. Pike County is off. Rehoboth will be at Providence Christian. Marengo will be at Sampson. And Zion Chapel is off. Of course, Slocum is off as well. Talking there with Coach Tisdale. So, it's here. It's finally here. The games are here. So uh, it's going to be fun. Fun this Friday. be fun next week. I get to talk about some games that get played. So I'm really looking forward to discussing and going over the results from this Friday night with you next week. Remember, you can find the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. We wish you need to go over there and follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And the podcast can also be listened to on 955wtvy.com, 969thelegend.com and 1067kmx.com. And also those websites have apps. So go to your app store, whether you've got an Android phone or an Apple device, download the apps. The podcast is there as well on all three of them. Whatever music you like, please go and check that out and download those apps and listen to the podcast that way. And I know this is releasing on Monday. There's some bad weather coming, so just everybody stay safe and listen to 95.5, 96.9, and 1067kmx. They'll keep you up to date on everything going on with the weather on Monday and I guess potentially into Tuesday. So just stay safe, everybody, as we got that coming. 
Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSEC. Uh, you can also email me at sports.philjordan at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a great week, has a safe week, and we'll be back next week talking about some games and be previewing another team here on the podcast. I'm not going to let you know who I'm going to try to get on the podcast coach-wise, but we'll be previewing one more team uh, next week on the podcast before everybody gets in the swing of things of uh, playing. Anyway, guys, once again, have a great week. And until next time, bye-bye.